Hello and welcome to the Campaign Podcast. Um, I'm Claire Beale, uh, Global Editor-in-Chief of Campaign, and with me today I've got my colleague Gideon Spania, and we've got Lolly Thompson and Ross Neal, um, the, the Chief Creative Officer and the new ECD. I'm clapping. I'm clapping. Uh, McCann and we are in McCann Erickson's <laughs> fabulous recording studio. I have to say, hands down, best agency recording studio we've been to so far. Do you agree, Gideon? Absolutely. Yeah. Is it the champagne is fantastic. Caviar is really nice. Yeah. There are no cutbacks here. Best, best company, uh, as in people. Oh, yeah, of course. Now, we're, we're sort of coming down off the can excitement. Um, so it's it's... Uh, a week to consider how CAM went and what we learned from it and what was inspiring and um, the different nature of the event this year. And there were a few things announced in CAN um, that, that is good for us to, to chat through this week. Um, I just want to start by asking Lolly and Ross. Um, now, you're relatively new can goers because I've been going for 20 years, which is... <laughs> Awful. What was the first one like? What was um, it 20 years ago? Cast well, your can't... mind back. What was it like? Uh, well, there were, A, there were no no media people. No clients, probably. No, no clients. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no media owners. Obviously, no tech companies. Mm. Uh, so it was just creative agencies. Yeah. And and the, the, what happened in the Palais was very pared back. So there weren't the mega speakers. There mm. weren't the celebrities. Um, uh, the main The main event in the Palais, obviously, was the awards every day. Um, And it was a much uh, slimmed down. There weren't as many awards. So, frankly, it was a brilliant opportunity to meet people Mm. and be inspired by people and see the work. But mostly it was a succession of drinking and eating opportunities. (laughs) It hasn't changed that much, so. No, yeah. those things still go on, and yeah. they are, I think, an important part of the dynamic of the industry because sure. that's how you spot the talent, mm-hmm. and that's where you make your relationships, and bonds can be made in environments like that that will last you through your entire career. Mm-hmm. So I think those are really valuable yeah. um, experiences, but it is, without doubt, much harder work now. Um, it was a really full-on week for me and Gideon. For a um, good reason, because it was our 50th anniversary celebration. Oh, of course. Oh. I saw the pictures. Yes. Yeah. Well, you, were, you guys were involved. Um, <laughs> Indeed we were. So, yeah. So we had a... For us, it was a, there was a big um, moment to, to mm. celebrate. Um, but we were... Obviously, there was a lot of editorial coverage and then a lot of um, chairing and moderating and, and getting involved in the debates. Um, so it was really busy. But... Um, I want to get from you to a sense of what your can was like this year, what you saw, where you went. What was a, a creative experience yeah. of can 2018? I mean, I, mean, I, I, I went out for a, a, a couple of days, really, and, and predominantly because we won a Grand Prix, <laughs> which isn't bad. So, I mean, as far as my career goes and can going, it's probably the best one Did, I've had in that way. That's right? brilliant. Like, so, Did you expect it in any uh, sense? Well, do you know what? I think we had some good work. And I think when you've got some good work, there, you always have expectations with whether it's going to convert into an award or anything like that. But so the, tell the, our listeners what it was actually for. Oh, it was for uh, the Xbox franchise uh, model, which we developed for um, Xbox, like, like, uh, which was... Do I now need to explain all of that? 
what it actually no, is. No Gods Campaign like, Live. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And you can read all about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a great bit of work. But the fact that as soon as uh, I saw that e-commerce was a category, I was like, bloody hell, this is this is a sitter because it's an excellent bit of work because it drives. It's all about driving sales. It's all all about driving ownership. And for me, that's what can has been missing over the last few years. Has been a ten, tendency to possibly go into good advertising. And yeah. I think brands should have purpose, but. Brand should also shift product. And I think that's what I felt about Cannes this year from the Grand Prix and the type mm. of work that I saw winning. And I think our work being in that e-commerce uh, category, new category, yeah. like f- for me was like, oh man, this is about selling product. And I, mm. and I just was like, for it to win Grand Prix in a new product, in new, uh, new whatever category, new category and yeah. I was just like, man, that's I, it blew me away. I was emotional when I found out. Like, and it's, yeah, I had a tear. tear, a little tear. I don't know whether I was like, <laughs> slightly hungover, but I was definitely emotional. And I, and I was just really excited for everyone back here because of the, the amount of work that goes into creating great bits of work, right? Like I, I don't do work to win awards. I do work to do great work. If it wins awards, it's great. You know, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not about just... I don't think it's about winning awards for me. It's about mm. doing great work. So I think it's great work. And so that's so for me, this was a great campaign. Yeah. Uh, that I've only been to six. I haven't done twenty like you, but like you know, I've done mm. done six campaigns. And I think it was smaller this year, so you didn't see runaway bits of work with twenty bits of uh, twenty awards or whatever. And I think you know we've been one of those in the past three years ago we, for Survival Billboard. We had nineteen can awards, right? Wow. Yeah. And is, Dumb Ways to Die was also yeah exactly that's five years ago. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. and then Fearless Girl. I mean, like, so there's been runaway successes like within McCann, but like within the industry, which will be getting 20, 20 awards. The new uh, entry system means that you won't see that. You see pockets. The biggest mm. winner is, is tied. I think it got seven awards. So you didn't see steamrolling bits of creative, but you saw good bits of creative popping up and, and I think that's what I've seen at Cannes this year is more interesting work yeah. winning Grand Prix not winning like massive or 20 awards but you know what I mean and yeah. I thought that was actually quite interesting um, Ross do you feel like the right work rose to the top yeah I do I think the um, I think uh, Lolly's just touched on it I think the um, I think the fashion in years gone by certainly the last three years has been um Pick a cause, right? You've got your brand. Pick a cause and stick it on the side of your brand and run it as fast as you can at can. And I've I've always been a bit cynical of brands where they've just suddenly kind of attached themselves to a cause. Whereas this year, I mean, like, again, just sort of repeating what Lol says, when you've got new categories, things like e-commerce, they've got the word commerce in there. It's, it's going back to the roots of what this was all about in the first mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. which was make a brand give give it give it a kind of value in someone's life like why why do they want it and I, and i think that coming away from the whole advertising thing and there will always be a place for that don't get me wrong but i think that the the shift i was seeing this year was definitely one where i was like actually that's just really really smart marketing thinking and i think that for me that that is a hugely brilliant thing um yeah and gideon what Obviously, as a journalist, you you have a different perspective on uh, on the whole event. What was your take this year? I know you you were out there. You spoke to um, the CEO of Essential, and you you spent a lot of time just sort of talking to um, the the people that were um, hosting the big uh, Essential, the big the big um, presence in Cannes. What was your view of it all? Well, I I've been to 
can for the last eight years, so I'm relatively newcomer compared to Claire, but um, the event was considerably smaller. Um, can said ahead of time that it, they had a, about 32,000 award entries compared to over 40,000 last year. That's deliberate policy of shrinking mm-hmm. the festival down a bit. There's been a lot of reaction against it, uh, against the fact it had become quite bloated, yeah. and um, as is well known, publicist group uh, pulled out. Now, uh, generally speaking, <laughs> they well, pulled we, out to an extent, right? They still had <laughs> 399 yes. bits of work entered, uh, entered, yeah. by, entered by their clients, of course. The clients of and course. companies. But well, be, I mean, genuinely, I think they were, but who <laughs> actually ended up paying <laughs> yeah. for those entries? Well, is, well you still uh, need to make case right. study films, right? I mean, they, they, they're, uh, they're an internal. Le- leaving that to one yeah. side, I yeah. think <laughs> uh, the, the point was this was a smaller can, number one, yeah. and I contacted all the holding companies, and so McCann's parent into public, they said they sent about 15% fewer people. Uh, actually, anecdotally, across the piece, it sounded like there was about delegates were down by about 25%. Mm. So the first thing to think about is Cannes, which is a quite a small, clustered space uh, along the seafront, didn't feel as crowded. Now, uh, we heard about uh, you know, there's, there's all the parties at Cannes, and, I can, and uh, places like the Colton Terrace and the Cusper are still quite busy mm. at midnight, plenty of people still wanting to drink and so on. But the key thing is, uh, this was... A bit of a reset year mm. enforced on can lines. Now, can lines were quite optimistic, as you'd expect them to be, saying this can bring the focus back to creativity. Yeah. And they say that when they look at the delegate attendees, that the number of creatives was not down very much. And so they were pleased. They were saying, as people, maybe more in media and other areas where the agencies were sending fewer people, um, be interesting to hear what you guys think from mm-hmm. a can about that. But uh, the idea that this festival is easier to navigate because it's not quite so busy it was over fewer days and it climaxed on a friday rather than a saturday it made it feel a bit more manageable i think and i've had uh, anecdotally quite a lot of positive feedback from people just saying it felt less frantic um so uh, it, it will be overall i think a good can for those who went and let's not forget british agencies and British work did pretty well, yeah. Yeah. which is um, yeah. a good thing. And Five Grand Prix or something, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. And, uh, that uh, felt uh, like a yeah. Interest. Adam and Eve DDB Agency yeah. of the Year, yeah. which was yeah. amazing. And AMV was Not second. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there, there was there was there was a, there were lots of positives, yeah. I think, mm, yeah. uh, from the event. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Canlines needs it to be a success because yeah. mm. they. They've not disclosed numbers yet, but I mean, it's fair to say the revenues must have dropped mm. with delegate numbers and entries yeah. down. But it definitely felt like the focus had shifted onto the right things. It wasn't so much frenzied excitement around some big celebrity on the stage. Uh, that Everything felt much more tailored towards um, tracking how to produce great work mm. and celebrating great work. Um, and uh, all the marketers I met out there as well... Um, seemed properly engaged in the key topics rather than they're just there. They, they weren't, I think in previous years, weren't quite sure why they were there. Well, that's a really interesting point. And Can Lions have th- this publicist group pullout uh, was announced a year ago at Can and has been long anticipated, therefore, for 12 months. Can has been on a had a strategy of bringing in more marketers they said they had 74 cmos speaking in the palais Mm. and that was i think they said up threefold i don't know if that could really be right but there definitely was a sense that frankly if the brands are there if the marketers are there then everyone else is going to want to be there Mm. and to an extent i think 
whether agencies are definitely going through a tough time. Let's face it, some agency groups sent fewer people because they are feeling the financial squeeze. This is a new world we're moving into where in certain areas, brands are taking more control, marketers are taking more control of data and uh, some other in-house capabilities that can needs to change. So more marketers at can is a stated ambition yeah mm. so for you guys um from a can have you do you find um when you win a big award like a grand prix in can your your clients your other clients are asking really to get to get under the skin of what made that piece of work successful and are, are they engaging do they are they interested yeah i think i think uh, everyone's interested in in a success like that i mean we entered. We we only entered seven campaigns into Cannes, three of which we awarded. And I know, you know, other agencies like uh, Adam and Eve and BBDO like uh, entered forty campaigns. You know, because you can see it on all the stats now, and you kind of go, wow. Like so, we we enter a small amount because we think it's good, mm. and and like I kind of think then we share yeah. that with the clients. So I, I've already shared all of that work with the clients already. I don't now. You, you know what I mean? Like I've already gone. Oh, look! This is an amazing bit of work, and I've sent it to Premier Foods and, and mm. Seal Partners, and you, you know what I mean. I've sent it out already, but like uh, we'll probably follow it up with a bit of news saying, "Look at this amazing work mm. that we've just done and and what we've been awarded." But yeah, I think clients in general are interested in in doing more interesting work. I think I don't know. Yeah. I think so. I don't know where I'm going with that, actually. I think it's, I think it's a good thing as well that, um, just going back to something you mentioned about um, uh, about the fact that agencies aren't now just blanket bombing, mm. you know, that you have to specifically go, right, we, this is our best chance, mm. as opposed to, this is kind of an also-ran, and we're just going to enter it anyway. I think that getting it more specific... Mm. I th- I th- okay, so I'm gonna, let me rewind a bit. There's, I got a... I got a a really good feeling this year that three years previous which was the last time I went I didn't have which was three years ago it felt it felt like a conference not mm. a festival a of tra- creativity a trade fair. Mm. it felt like a trade fair you've yeah. got this massive Google thing you've got Snapchat this and it just felt mm. like a trade conference fair not like a festival of creativity mm. this time when you go because there are there are um, each agency is putting their, their their kind of spike of this was our best piece as mm. opposed to we're just going to enter everything. It genuinely felt like people were behind the work as opposed to, guys, we've got enough money in the bank to, to get everything. Mm. And because of that and because there were, there were less entries, it had this feeling of like an, a, an actual kind of creative festival. And like Lolly says, whenever we kind of go to the, the kind of places like you've got your gutter bar and places like this, mm. you see all of your creative contemporaries. Mm. Whereas in the years previous, you've just got everyone in a Snapchat, just a Snapchat T-shirt, <laughs> yeah. Google this, Google caps, and it's just like, oh my God, this, this is a trade yeah. fair. Mm. Um, did you, we, talk, we touched on it earlier, but obviously UK agencies did really well this yeah. year. Um, and we campaign produced um, a special sort of supplement ahead of Cannes, which we mm. unveiled at Cannes, uh, around this idea of cre- we make creative culture and um, the best of British creativity. Right. Um, it really started to feel, even before we got there, as though British creativity is having mm. a 
Renaissance. A new moment, yeah. a renaissance. Yeah. Do, you, do you sense that? Do you, it's interesting. And how do you, do you capture remember, it? Do you remember at Christmas when you did your address? Like you did your Christmas, we did the Christmas party and yeah. you said, I want, I want everyone to realise how good the uh, UK is again. I yeah. think that's what happened at, at Cannes a little bit. And I yeah. think, because I think what you, like, I know there's all the Me Too movement and everything. And I think, like, I, I personally feel like I'm a different generation from that. I, I you know, I, I've never been, hopefully, part of anything like that or. But but I just felt that there felt uh, that there was a lot of really good work this year from the UK, yeah. and it really and uh, yeah man it just we're we're batting above our weight you know what I mean yeah that so, yeah. that's that's really brilliant um Gideon you mentioned earlier um campaigns fiftieth <clears throat> um that was a, an important part of Cam for us just tell the listeners very briefly about um the. We had Michael Hazeltine, who's our founder, um, turn up for lunch, and it was a felt like a special moment to me. Absolutely. So, campaign was founded in 1968, and Lord Hazeltine, in addition to being deputy prime minister and running the country for a couple of decades, also has run and owned Haymarket, a publishing company, for nearly five, six decades. Uh, so. Him coming to Cannes for our 50th anniversary, we had a number of events. We had a sort of breakfast with McCann, actually, where um, Claire, and, <laughs> Claire and Claire and uh, the US and Asian editors were on stage. Then we had this lunch, oh, yeah. um, which uh, was hosted by News UK at this great chateau they had. So Lord Hesseltine came along, and he just talked for five or six minutes. Now, he's quite good at dressing MPs and things, so he, he knows how to speak. He, he's <laughs> well into his 80s. He's incredibly articulate. It's easy to say that because he's my boss, but also because <laughs> he was saying he'd... They set up a campaign, really, when they bought, uh, through a series of acquisitions, the ownership of the company had been changing a bit. This company, this title called World Press News, and he was hilarious, actually, in saying that it was in this terrible office off the Old Bailey, which isn't that far from here, um, where uh, off the Strand in central London. And he said he picked this up, this trade title, and he just said two words. He's, I mean, he was obviously being a bit modest to his business partner. It's ad age, and what he meant was, let's transform this title, which is quite inward-looking about mm. the press business, into something that understood the power of advertising and mass media. Mm. And he started off by saying, standing in front of about 60 or so industry leaders from the ad industry in Cannes, this is a very emotional moment for me. And uh, this is because he's a founder, and he really cares mm. And the history of the magazine since then, it, it, as advertising has gone global, so campaign has gone global, and he was talking about how we now have these editions in, in Asia, the US, in the Middle East, and so on. And it's a great British, and I can say that, British sort of media property that yeah. uh, has helped chronicle the success of this industry that Britain is very good at. And it's funny um, hearing Claire and you guys talk about the British success. Lord Heseltine managed only to make one joke about Nigel Farage because um, <laughs> uh, Lord Heseltine is uh, very uh, pro the EU. Yeah. When I look at why some of the creative work has done well at Cannes this year, I don't want to exaggerate, but I think there's a sort of sense that Britain's become more polarised in the last two years and that has unleashed in 
both good and bad ways, mm. some real creative mm. energy. Interesting. So when I think about the Nike, Wyden and Kennedy work, yeah. that Londoner, yeah. and that has attitude. Sure, it's got and and it's, yeah. it's about South London. Yeah. And when I think it's about... the beauty of immigrants, yeah. I think, that, that spot. Yeah. 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 And KFC did the FCK yeah. saying sorry ad. Yeah. Well, it still had, it had a certain kind of attitude just mm. saying, yeah, uh, we messed up. Yeah. Uh, by the way, nothing that any politician's been able to say in the last two years. <laughs> um, and uh, I just felt like the, 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 I mean, Adam and Eve and Marmite, I don't know. There's there's something about, there's this sort of polarisation which has created some energy. Mm-hmm. And certainly this feels like quite a contested time for advertising. Mm. And something that definitely hung over all of Cannes was this idea that Martin Sorrell the most powerful British figure in advertising for the last 30 years had been deposed. Mm. And we know at Campaign, and everyone in the industry knows, that Sorrell losing his crown uh, is a sort of defining moment as well. And it's just come with our 50th anniversary. And, of course... Sorrel did pop up at the end of the festival. Yeah. Um, did you go uh, to that? I didn't. I, yeah, I, yeah. I did. He, mm. um, I think he took the soft option. He he was interviewed on stage, but he he was very careful to make sure he was not publicly exposed to um, questions. Well, <laughs> the questions happened in the press room afterwards, not right. on okay. the stage. Okay. Um, and he displayed. His usual chutzpah, um, he brushed off um, a, a lot of the, the difficult questions because the, 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 the Daily Mail was there, the, there were a lot of national newspaper journalists there, and of course they were trying to probe some of the stories about um, the reason for his departure. Mm, yeah. um, he was asked repeatedly whether he thought the the stories that came out in the FT about the reasons for his departure were would... Um, dampen the enthusiasm of p- potential investors in his new company, and um, he sort of shrugged his shoulders and said, "Time will tell." Um, mm. But he, there was there was no um, there was no sense that he's going to mm. go and crawl into a corner and um, and hide. He he did come to Cannes, even though people were mm. sceptical right up until the last minute that he would turn up. And um, and although he did the questions just in the press room. Mm he did specifically say he wanted to to sit in front of the press so um it wasn't um it wasn't the most exciting or, or headline generating session but it was it was very much so all as he always has been um and he, he talked a little bit about regrets um at WPP but they were very much about not acting as quick as he should have done mm. in terms of um uh, the structure of the group and mm. um, and being client led rather than wow. uh, model led. Um, but yeah. he, yeah, he was um, he was there and he was his sleeves were rolled up, ready to go. But it's interesting, Gideon, the the idea of this this sort of generational shift, and and I think that the the, the tension you talked yeah, about, I think, really I think has been translated into yeah, a generational shift in creative leadership in our market, yeah. mm. um, which has made a big difference. Mm. And it, in the context of drive for diversity, although there's still an awful long way to go, but mm. but there has been a, a kind of clearing of the decks, um, which has been really healthy um, and. I think all of that has just, um, as you said, unleashed this new energy and enthusiasm. Mm. And it is brilliant to see all of that coming together at the moment when 
we're it would have been so tempting otherwise for us to just revel in the yeah. glory days of the past yeah. 50 years. I, I, and yeah. I'm so I, yeah. excited it's, about looking forward. It's not hiding in a shell, right? Like, I think it was a, like, I, I, I love that point, Gideon. I hadn't looked at it like that before. Like, but I think it felt like UK's got its swagger. Yes. And I'm like, man, about time, right? Because mm. yeah. we do do great work. And I think it's interesting. I think all, every creative department and our creative department is built up of a lot of European talent, right? And I know mm. when Brexit happened, like, uh, our creatives coming up to me going, Oh, what does that mean for us? I said, I don't fucking know, really. Yeah, you know, like no one knows still, really. <laughs> yeah. But like, but but that's still in our, our, our DNA, right? Like our DNA is built up of lots of different people yeah. uh, from diverse different backgrounds and blah blah blah. But it's actually about the UK finding an identity and a swagger, and the rest of Europe and the world going, oh wow, they've still got something. Yeah. yeah. I think that was quite interesting, and I I, th- I hadn't thought about it like that yeah. as a kind of there's a swelling going on. Like maybe yeah. we're not really into what's happened uh, politically but actually we can express mm. ourselves through the work that we're doing and actually find a, a, a point of view and a purpose absolutely on it. the global stage yeah. Yeah. which I think yeah. you know and I, I think you can see that in a lot of the work yeah, yeah. and I think I think a lot of it as well has um, um, credit due to uh, to some of our UK clients as well mm. but buying work like mm. the um, F, uh, FC uh, you know the um, Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, yeah. print work which won which was our only yeah. piece of print work yeah. Um, things like the Nike, um, London a piece. Yeah. Clients buying yeah. that work. Blood is, Normal, which which also yeah. won. Yeah. I mean, Very really fantastic. bold, yeah. brave. And yeah. I met a lot of marketers mm. in Can last yeah. week talking about the battles they'd had internally to get some mm. of this work away. Right. And yeah. they are they were up for the fight. Yeah. And they were, right. you know, the, no, the cr- sense of them, yeah. partnership with their agencies to go into That's battle great. for this stuff. Good work's never really easy. Good. Easy. Yeah. I've no. had tears and shouting in rooms, you know what yeah. I mean, to get work done and made. Yeah. And and uh, and uh, you know even the work that we entered this year has has had that and I imagine yeah. that's across everything that's been a Grand Prix there would have been tears and blood and sweat yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah. you know like uh, trying to get the work yeah. out so um, in mm. this uh, in the spirit of collaboration Gideon there was um, an announcement in Cannes from um, some of the newspaper groups about uh, a joint venture briefly tell us about yeah. that because that that was one of the the big I, news stories I, I read us. about it I didn't quite get it <laughs> all right well the <laughs> Yeah, everyone knows that we've heard about it already, about the Googles and Facebooks and mm. Snapchats have, have just completely upended the media-owner landscape. And you can't stop progress, you might say, but if progress is happening, you've got to change if you are a legacy player. So News UK, which is the owner of The Sun and The Times, Telegraph Media Group and Guardian News and Media have come together and they are going to, for the first time, allow advertisers and agencies to buy their digital ad inventory across all of those four titles for the first time. It's called the Ozone Project. Now, for those who have followed these things, there's been sort of over two years of on-off talks about trying to set up some kind of joint way of buying news brands. It's not difficult to work out. If you can buy from Facebook a huge audience in one place and you can probably buy Instagram too. Mm -hmm. That is very easy and simple. News brands now, they might still have big reach in the UK but they don't have that global span that these global tech platforms have. So just getting arch rivals, I mean the Times, the Telegraph, the Guardian, I mean in the case of uh, the Guardian it's left wing, the others are right wing, 
uh, they are the fiercest of rivals. To get them to collaborate has been a huge effort. I mean, leave aside any sort of legal and competition issues. And it is, it does feel like a positive step because essentially the message from advertising agencies is please simplify your offering mm-hmm. and give us scale. And the pie has been shrinking mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And this is... It's, it received quite positive feedback. The Ozone Project is going to launch uh, officially in the autumn, and the idea being that you can still buy advertising on the Sun website or the Times or the Guardian Telegraph directly from them. What the Ozone Project allows you to do is to buy it at scale across the whole lot. You buy the biggest audience, which I think is about 39 million, right. they say their reach is. Right. And uh, if you want to buy auto intenders, people buying... Uh, who want to buy a car then you can mm-hmm. they can offer you segmentation right. and uh, certainly the guardian with its membership scheme the times with its paywall uh, the telegraph also has um, a premium paywall offering uh, that means that they do have quite good first party data now and trying to um, link that all up makes it potentially mm-hmm. much more interesting for advertising agencies one thing for sure standing alone saying we're not going to collaborate that's not a that's not a way to grow the pie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the quality environment, I think, is a, is a massive, um, to, to package that up, massive step forward. It was interesting in Cannes, uh, when the press um, category shortlist was announced, the UK actually only had one mm. entry on the whole shortlist. Um, press advertising, press creativity, why isn't it better? There's The, the mm. media owners are, they've got the... The, the right environment why are you guys not delivering <laughs> the best work <laughs> thanks claire <laughs> I, I, it's funny i think i think um i wrote a piece for you actually claire about oh, the, I read, yeah yeah i'm sure you did <laughs> which was about the role of a key image right and I, I think a key image isn't necessarily just print and press although that, that is the category predominantly at can i think you can have a key image from nike londoner which is an image that sums something up and i think last year I, that what I wrote about was uh, Meet Graham was a key image of yeah. the Cannes Festival. So do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think print in its form, yeah, it's an amazing media and it can move in. You know, uh, Mother did that amazing ad this year. I think, is the investment always there at the moment? I'm not sure. Like in print, like as in, you know, the craft mm. and as the photography and blah, blah, blah. And I know that in certain markets, like I'd say, uh, there's a Thai retouching shop that won 30 lines this year for very mm. different brands, right? Like, and sorry, very different agencies. So I kind of think that I don't know. Like, it's a, it's an interesting. Uh, look, I've got a lot of heart for what images can do, and, and images yeah. can. And when I say that, I sound shit. I've, I I love photography and I love uh, stills, but I think we've moved to a world of key images that don't necessarily fit into that uh, strategy. So I think you could actually start doing social is for me the new print because the way that I could do a social film or a still in social that can actually transpose and change do, do you understand I, what I mean yeah, so I, I think do. the I, category actually needs to evolve a little bit to yeah. actually not just be about I don't know like I, there's a certain style of print uh, ads in can that are can print ads and I yeah. don't see anywhere else in the world yeah uh, doing jobs no but and if if the the media owners are creating the right environment. That's true, but then, then I'll do something. I'll do an e-commerce piece, like for for uh, Xbox, right? Like that could have been a print campaign, or 
equally when we did survival billboard that that is launched the new tomb raider i was like no let's do a media event right like so yeah. there's different ways to skin a cat and it's got to be fucking interesting mm. and i think like i i, I don't know i don't want to i don't want to win a cam print necessarily oh, God, well that's it yes although yeah. although I, I still believe totally in the power of yeah. imagery it's not something that i'm mm. like i, I don't want to yeah. be in the print category i want to be in social i want to be in well maybe maybe the categories mm. need to kind of evolve, evolve a little bit yeah evolve yeah. with the industry and maybe, maybe you do have a category which is called single image mm. you know and you win mm. on single image mm. and rather than so that single image can be an mpu or it can be a yeah. social post or, or an instagram mm. thing or whatever it, it you know i think from our perspective when you're on the agency side um and you you have to go through your kind of media listings people will be throwing at you all the new kind of digital things digital this digital this and and it's very it's very easy to get kind of distracted in that world um you know it's 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 like cooking and you've got all the pans and then suddenly it's like oh i forgot the thing in the oven print ad and it's like ah oh, damn <laughs> um because you're too busy watching the what am i doing here what am i doing here what am i doing here and i think to to lol's point i, I just i just think that maybe you know, in the way that e-commerce has now become a thing, maybe we have a we have a new category about single yeah. image. Mm. You know, that might be the way yeah. the way it moves forward. Because because fearless girl for me is a is an image, a press image, yeah. and a print image, and a poster yeah. image, and yeah. it didn't win in any of those categories, yeah. right? It didn't. So, can I make a couple of quick points? I mean, the first thing is I've just pulled up the. <laughs> Uh, print and publishing lines category. You're going to so, stat us. You're going to give some stats. Well, only a couple because I think it's, it's a fair, <laughs> yeah. fair to Absolutely. address yes, what Claire's sure. question. Mm. So there were 1,440 entries in print. Uh, in print and publishing and only 49 lines awarded. So mm. that means uh, just under 1,400 people were disappointed. Mm. That's it's inc- I mean, just all mm, yeah. in, like you were talking about winning a Grand Prix. Mm. The, it is an amazing... Mm. Achievement to win yeah, it because yeah. the competition is fierce. The, the Grand Prix yeah. stat was zero point zero four percent, which yeah. is is stunning. So now, I'm, I'm glad to have yeah. that. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> Kate Stanners, who is the global uh, chief creative officer at Saatchi and Saatchi, based mm-hmm. in London, yeah. was the jury president on that, and she wrote a piece for us afterwards, right. which was really interesting, just saying that print and publishing is is still one of the purest forms of creativity, yeah. and. Um, the you know whether you call it single image or not uh, the one thing that we know and we know at campaign where we produce our monthly magazine is that when it's in print it is you can't undo it it's done mm-hmm. yeah and uh, just to come back to Kate Stammers personally mm-hmm. because it was Claire and I were both there publicists had an investor day in front of shareholders in March and she did a presentation where she was talking about the potential of dynamic creative and she was talking about with um, Magnus, the CEO, about how you can serve up thousands, millions, even potentially billions of different ads, all with different tailored messages mm-hmm. for that audience. And yeah. she was saying, this is what a lot of clients want, and that's fine. And yes, tailored, mm-hmm. um, dynamic personalization at scale, all that stuff is maybe a big buzzword, but there's a purity in print which it's, I don't want to go so far as to call it art, but it, there's something yeah. about it that it can't be changed. It, the whole yeah. point yeah. is is you don't serve it up multiple yeah. times. So where where can goes with the category, don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But there is something amazing about it. And I, and it's true that sort of um, a classic poster, again, fulfills a similar yeah. kind of function. And I, when I think of great work, yeah. Apple, for example, yeah. I mean, their use of yeah. print sure. and 
of outdoor is amazing. Absolutely, and I, that's and a I, use of media buy as well, though. Yeah. Right? Like because because it's a satur- they they bought up everything. Like you're talking about even uh, shot on an iPhone, right? Like I mean, that's at every every tube station in London for. But it's for the a craft, few weeks. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, hundred percent. No, I, unless you unless you've got a point of view. Like I, I always say to our creators, why, why do a poster unless it's going to move someone, unless someone wants to take a picture of it or have a comment on it, right? Like, and you know, and like, and and, and I started in this business because I love posters, and like I did a shitload, and I've won a load of campaign bigs with yeah. posters and, and mm. you guys in in the past. Um, not every client wants to do that kind of work, right? And I think it's it's a it's a kind of it's a great conversation, like because we can pick out Apple and we can pick out. I think Apple did it brilliantly with a shot on an iPhone, but I haven't seen a spend like that on print for a long time, mm. right? And and that's the bit where I go, that's where you get the scale and that's where you get a true investment, right? Like So when you get to Survival Billboard, yes, they invested in it. They were going to invest in just a poster campaign, right? And that wouldn't have had, I don't believe, would have had the impact that uh, Survival Billboard had. Do you, do you understand? So I actually think you, you need to know the investment can't be, oh, it's a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. It actually goes, no, we're going to do print yeah. or no, we're going to do posters. And, I, and, and so when I look at the winners from print and posters, I don't go, is that a true investment across all of their media channels and they really believe in it? And, that, and that's what I feel is missing from that category because I truly believe that there are bits of work that have done that, but I truly believe that's what Kate Sanders is saying about the iconic bits of print, the iconic bits of posters over time. And, and uh, you know, you're an yeah. art man. I'm an art man. Yeah, like, so, absolutely. And I, yeah. I, th- I think that... I think, that I, the, I, I the, think it just moves on yeah. a little bit. And, I, I think, and, and the investments aren't there in the same way. You'll get the odd media uh, uh, investment just yeah. saying, yeah, we're going to do a, a sweep. But, like, if... Anyway, sorry. Sorry, but, Ross. I, all I was going <laughs> to say is I, I, I think that it's a lot to do with client confidence as well. I mean, for me, I look back at, like, all the classic kind of Land Rover work mm. from all that time ago and you don't see on that um, the fact that oh we're going to be agile and we're going to tailor it for every single person and it's going to be a million different versions agile and all that kind of thing to me just reeks of no confidence which we don't have the confidence in doing just one image Mm. and for me I think that if if somebody uh, you know from both agency and you know uh, from the from the the sort of marketing side of things Mm. just has the confidence just to go right Bam! This is the mm. one thing we're going to do. Mm. Also, I think that when you look at um, when you look at out of home today, we live in an age of digital out of home where you don't need to print it out, get a guy up a ladder with a roller, mm. and actually kind of squeegee okay. it on. Physically, yeah. yeah, physically squeegee it on. It it can change constantly, and because of that, you've got the temptation to go. Mm, I've changed my mind a bit. Mm, we've got the result, results in, and I want to change this. And I want to change this, and turns out consumers don't like seeing that bit. Can we change that? Change that? And, it, and before you know it, you're, 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 you've got a moving target as opposed to a classic. This is the image, and I think that that age. I, I, I you know, want that challenge again. Yeah, I, 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 I've loved it in the past. Yeah, and I, I, I think. Um, do you remember the Powerade in the gear stuff I did yeah. with a load of naked yeah. athletes? Oh, Kate. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, okay. like, when, I, I did that with Nadav and then Alan Clark, and you know, the whole process of making something iconic, you know, so iconic that's in the National Portrait Gallery, you know, for me was a moment of pride because, and thank you, Nadav, if you're listening. But like, you, you know what I mean? There is a craft to it, there is an art to it, and there's a, a spend behind it, which is let's get fame from buying this big, big, uh, yeah. big piece of outdoor. Obviously, you can do it with one poster. 
I've proved that before, and controversy around one poster as well. We've seen that with Paddy Power in the past and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But but I think, I, yeah, I, where, where am I going with this? I don't now? know. Let's well, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think to top it off on that, I think, yeah. uh, I think we'd all love to come back to an age where you have mm. one poster. Mm. Yeah, one image. And you make that image famous. Yeah. We love that. Well, there's your challenge. Yes. That's next year, right? That's we'll rise to it. <laughs> right, one one image from Cannes that you take away with you. Oh. Come on. Ooh. I'll give you I'm gonna give you two, my mm. two. One is Michael Heseltine at yeah. our lunch. Yeah. And the other one is in the same location, several hours later, Kylie Minogue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I haven't seen yourself with Kylie yet. Have you got a selfie with Kylie? I have. I've got plenty of pictures of Kylie. They're all much more interesting than Amazing. any picture that's got me in it. I, th- I think. I think for me, if I was because I'm I'm now three weeks in to McCann, um, uh, so I was only two weeks in when I went out to Cannes. But seeing the McCann World Group, all the creative leaders, uh, almost hugging and crying uh, at the moment of hearing about Grand Prix and all the wins, oh. and it was just one of those moments where it's like, what a team! Yeah, what a team! Lovely. So well, mine is going to be on stage, getting given the award and giving it to the team, and the team all being there. And I think you know we had maybe fourteen people on stage, mm. which was so we bum rushed the joint. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like it was <laughs> it was great. Like and uh, and so we flew everyone out to, well, nearly everyone, not the whole team, but like nearly everyone out to to pick it up. And I think just seeing the audience and getting hearing the Grand Prix thing. Oh, Unfortunately, massive. that's it for me. Yeah, that's yeah. massive moment to yeah. cherish. Get in. Well, I'd like both your moments, and I was there for both of them, so I uh, can't take those. Hmm. So I'm going to go a little bit left field and say the best moment for me was about 3 a.m. on a yacht owned by someone extremely wealthy, who shall remain nameless, who seemed to invite about 35 people on board just because if you're rich and you've got a giant yacht, why don't you? <laughs> Not someone who's directly involved in advertising, and I had a couple of really great chats. I can remember them, so uh, it was a good good time mm. and as a journalist one of the great things about can is you get exposed to lots of really smart people mm. and it's not you're trying to catch them off guard but they'll give you time they've blocked out that bit of time in their diary and they mm. want to talk about great work well they, they'll be honest and that was really a great moment mm. and i thought holy cow how deep is the carpet in this guy's living room yeah. <laughs> 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 i mean i just like well it and and it uh, of course it's absurd and uh the rest of it but it's it's there's something about why people go to Cannes where everything's so expensive in the middle of June it's because it's not normal and w- there's lots of questions about why Cannes exists like it does but somewhere along the line you're trying to think outside the box yeah oh, it's a massive privilege to be there whether you're on a yacht or whether you're in the palais mm. on the stage mm-hmm. you know it's let's not um yeah. let's not forget how lucky we are to have to be part of all of that Um, thank you all so much for this discussion that has been really great thank you thank you very Um, much you've been listening to the campaign podcast we'll uh, we'll be with you again next week